You know our slogan around here is better practice, better life. But we're taking this belief to the next level. And we've recently announced the creation of a new association. It's called the Best Practices Association. Our association celebrates the mindset that is better practice, better life. This mindset celebrates time, healthy living, personal growth, clinical excellence, and impacting the lives of your patients and your team through intentional leadership. In fact, we are the work-life balance experts in dentistry. The BPA will coach independent dental practices like yours to thrive by sharing best practices and operational habits, behaviors, systems, tools, and insight that lead to profitability and sustained growth, and you can still have a life. So if you're a dentist that wants to surround yourself with great thinkers, let us help you create your own version of Better Practice, Better Life. Go to actdental.com forward slash BPA or hit the link in the show notes. Yo, yo, yo. Hey guys, welcome back to another awesome edition of the Best Practices Show. You ever thought to yourself, how do I create a high performing team? It's got to be one of the hardest things you ever do. Well, it is. There's no question about it. Today, we bring on Heather Crockett, one of our amazing coaches here, and she puts together a formula, the three secrets of every high-performing team. Please listen to this. I know you'll enjoy it, and we'll see you soon. Welcome back to the Best Practices Show podcast. You ever thought to yourself, man, I need a great team. I need a high-performing team. I need everybody to be on the same page. How do I do this? In this day and age, how do I create a high-performing team? Well, today, we're going to give you three secrets that if you use them, I promise you, I can't tell you when it's going to happen, but it's going to happen. And you'll go, Hey, that really works with an amazing coach. Her name is Heather Crockett. Heather, thanks for being on. I always appreciate you. Thanks for letting me come back, Kirk. Oh my gosh, letting you come. I don't, I don't let you come back. We make you come back. So Heather's one of our amazing coaches here. She has a lot of responsibilities. She coaches practice. If you guys are wondering, what the heck do you guys do all day? Well, we're geeks about making better practices and better lives. We're coaches. So we coach practices all over the country. And they're well-meaning practices. They do a lot of CE. They care about their patients. They really want things to be better. And sometimes they just don't know how to make them better. So they reach out to us and we help them through a step-by-step process. Now we're going to share our secrets today. We're going to show you exactly how we do it. And Heather, let's talk about this first. Why is this topic so important? It is so important because as a practice owner, you are responsible for so many things. There's a huge weight on your shoulders. And these three things will help to simplify a future plan for you so that you can just focus in on the things that really truly matter and not, not waste too much time thinking about all of these little things when really you truly should be thinking about these top three things. Uh, we often hear from dentists, especially my new clients, that they don't even know where to start because there's just so much that needs work. So many things in their practice with their team, with themselves that needs improvement. And they just don't even know where to begin. Yeah. You nailed it right there. And I would totally agree. I was thinking about this the other day. 
You know how hard it is to create a business. You actually have to create it. Then you got to hire people. Then you got to do marketing. Oh, you got to have a website. Oh, you got to put systems in place. Oh, you got to do payroll. Oh, you got to manage expenses. You got to pay taxes. You've got to have regular meetings. You've got to talk about things when they're stressed. Oh, by the way, you serve patients and people that are paying you. Oh, by the way, there's these things called PPOs and fee schedules. It's a lot. It just is a lot. And what you have to do as a business owner is you said it perfectly, like you have to simplify. You've got to take all of these complex things and simplify them as best you can. And I'm here to tell you that if you lean into these three secrets, it will happen. It may not happen fast, but it's definitely going to happen. It'll free up your brain. It'll free up the anxiety that you carry and the responsibility that you carry that goes with running a business. So take us through the three secrets. Heather, where do I start? Yeah. So the very first secret is to get aligned. This alignment piece is so crucial and so important. We talk a lot about being aligned um, here at ACT and part of it is defining your vision, right? What is it that you want for your patients? What is it that you want for your practice? What is it that you want for your team? What is it that you want for yourself as the practice owner? Defining your vision, putting words to it, documenting the main piece of your vision that is so crucial that we talk about all the time here at ACT, Kirk, is core values. You have to define and document your core values. And that is a huge process, um, but it is it is really important. Nothing is more important than your core values. Then you also need to put together your core purpose. Why does the practice exist? Why do you do what you do? And then you have to really define what it is that you're hoping to achieve. What kind of outcomes do you want this year? What goals will help get you to achieving those outcomes and the targets that are associated with that, which we'll get to a little bit more with the SMART piece. But then you have to, once you do that groundwork and the foundational work, then you can take it to your team and get everybody completely aligned on the direction of where it is that you're going. And then we'll put a plan in place for how to get there with your outcomes and your goals. Yeah, this is such an important piece. And I wish I could go back to my 25-year-old self and say, listen, do these things. Now, alignment, couple things. Alignment and agreement are not the same things. They're not even close. You and I, if we work together, we don't have to agree. We actually can disagree, but we do have to be aligned because any crack in alignment between you and I, if we're leaders here, blinds everyone else. I've been married to an amazing woman. Her name is Sarah. This will be my 25th year. We don't always agree, but we do have to get aligned on the big things in order for it to work. And then the other thing too, like some of you listen to this podcast and you go, oh my gosh, here they go with the alignment and the core values and the core purpose piece. That's why you do what you do. When the why gets clear, the how gets easy. Now your core values, they're not feelings. They're not beautiful words. Sometimes they are. They're behaviors. They're behaviors that you expect from yourself and your team and sometimes your patients that you want to see consistently. When you've nailed them, you've labeled them, you've given them words and you they're not just scaffolding that, you know, they're actually brick and mortar pieces to building your business. You're going to find everything just gets better. It gets better so much faster. And this alignment piece is so important. Now, one other secret I'll just add to you. And again, I've been doing this for a long time. That's why I'm going to go off on this whole alignment piece is like alignment. I think about it almost every single day. Like, how can I be better aligned? And again, 
on the vision, what we're doing together. One of the things that I do here at ACT is we have leaders here and we call them our leadership, our traction team. I do alignment time with all of them every week just to say, hey, listen, I got your back. What do we need to be aligned on? Because they're going to go and lead other people. And I don't necessarily, sometimes in these meetings, I don't even talk. I'm just like, I got you. Okay, one more thing. Let's just get on the same page about this or that. It saves so much time. So in the first breath, you might be thinking, well, I don't have time to get aligned. You don't have time not to get aligned. It's like being married or having a significant other or somebody in your life saying, we don't have time for date night. Let's not do that. We're, we're, we're in, you know, we're, we're congruent. No, alignment is a great investment. Um, for the future of the health of your business. Because you can get a lot done just by being on the same page. Don't you think, Heather? Yes, and you are more proactive than you are reactive. You're going to solve issues and problems before they even happen. The more you're aligned, the more you have a leadership meeting, the more you have those alignment meetings with those on your leadership team. Or if you're if there's more than one practice owner, I can't tell you, I, I coach plenty of clients that there's more than two doctor practice owners within the practice and within the organization. And if they don't spend time meeting on a weekly or biweekly basis, then a lot of things go awry and wrong. So I, I absolutely agree with you, Kirk, that you, you can't not meet. You can't not have those alignment meetings. That communication is key to consistency, to be effective and more productive with your time. Yeah, absolutely. And think about this. If you're working with anybody who you're not aligned with, every time you talk to them, it's a waste of time. Like we're not getting anything done. We're just prolonging the inevitable, which is this is not going to work long term. So I like the investment. And again, keeping in the back of my mind, and I think about this every day, like I don't have to agree. I don't need to be right. I just want to be aligned with, we now have 20 people here. I never dreamed we'd have 20 people here. And I can say this, honestly, I love all of them. And it's not because, oh, we found all the perfect people and it was just a magical thing. We have to work harder than ever now, like to make sure that the values that keep this together are so important. And that's why the alignment is so key. And yeah. that first secret is just be aligned. So yes. what, And once you get, once you get aligned, then you have to communicate that alignment, your vision, the core values consistently and frequently. You have to keep your alignment alive. I totally agree. So hold that torch high. What's secret number two? Okay, so secret number two is smart. What is that? Wait. This this seems really- This one's hard uh, for me. I, yeah. <laughs> of course, we're going to be smart. We're going to make we're going to make all the right decisions. We're going to do all the- No, smart is you're going to- Make sure that you are implementing organization, accountability, the best practices. You're going to track specific metrics. Um, you're going to be sure that uh, everything that you do in the smart piece totally points you in the direction of your aligned piece. So everything in your vision, what you do with the smart helps point you in the direction of your core values, points you in the direction of your outcomes and your goals. That's what the smart piece really truly is. Um, getting those systems down. So we talk a lot about how how Starbucks is a well-oiled machine um, and how they're able to pay part-time employees and give them their uh, benefits, their benefits that full-time um, uh, team members do as well. That's because they're smart. They have really great systems in place. So if they have team member turnover, they can come right back in and pick up where they left off because they have crazy good documented systems. Yeah. So that's where the smart piece comes in. Kirk, what would you add? 
Oh my gosh. I'm sorry. I, I cut you off because <laughs> take off. No, you're good. Well, I love all this stuff. And I think, you know, number one, having the systems written down, if they aren't written down, they don't exist. You have to have written systems to guide your processes. Dentistry, there's a lot of pieces to dentistry. And again, you got to take the complex and make it simple. That's why you need to have systems. Another thing to consider when it comes to smart is like, what are we building? So let's go back to the align piece. Where, where do I want to go? Why did I create this practice? And then the smart is the actual business plan, the accountability, the details, the disciplines, the best practices that go with that. If you're curious, you can go back to the previous podcast prior to this one with Shelly DeGroff. And she said there are some dental practices in the United States that are writing off as much as 50% or more now. Now, that makes no sense. And that's not a sustainable business model. That means you're working one out of every two days for free. So my advice- That's not smart. That's not <laughs> smart. Now, I'm not telling you got to get off of PPOs. You may want to, but you definitely want to get paid more for your time. And working weekends and evenings to serve a practice that writes off almost 50%, that is not smart. That's not why you went into this. There's a fire in your belly, in your heart about why you did this. And that fire goes out when you're doing it not smart. Does that make sense? Like you're, you're working evenings and weekends and you look at your bank account and you go, there's no money in here yet. Costs are rising and all that. That's why. Now, again, let's go back and make this simple. That's why we've got to have an organization you know, that's around like, what are we doing? How are we doing? Accountability systems. Even here at Act Dental, we break it down into an annual plan. We have our long-term plan, then we have an annual plan, and then we break it up into quarters. So everything we do is based on 13 weeks, 90 days, where we've got two or three priorities, that's it. And then we've got three or four KPIs that we're going to watch and see if we can improve. And that makes a huge compounding impact. And then when you look up at the end of the quarter, you go, that's crazy. Look how much better every little thing is or a few little things. You don't have to be perfect. And remember, we can only keep our attention span for about 90 days. Human beings don't have the capacity to hold their hands up high around a cause for more than 90 days. They can follow a purpose. They can follow something big, but like the details have to be broken up into really smart, palatable pieces. What yeah, else would I you would add? Even, I would go further, Kirk, because with, with our teams, we break it up into weeks. So we, we recommend that every single team have a weekly team meeting. Well, what yep. is it that you're going to do during that weekly team meeting? We take those priorities for that 90-day cycle and we break it down into that 13 weeks. Okay, you're going to meet and you're going to sit down as a team for 13 weeks. This is what you're going to do this week. This is what you're going to do the next week. This is what you're going to do the next week. And you'll find that you're going to start accomplishing those small milestones. And it, and it happens every quarter. And I love sitting down with these teams every planning session to say, look how far we've come. Look what it was that we were able to achieve. And we weren't able to do that without having a good vision in place and then without tracking our progress, right? Seeing, seeing what those KPRs are, what were, what were those specific metrics that we chose to really follow this quarter because it has everything to do with what it is that we're currently working on. For example, reducing write-offs. If that's something that we're trying to do, let's work on that together as a team and then track those metrics and see the change really take place as we're working on it. Totally agree. 
Totally yeah. agree. An analogy I use here all the time, and let's go back to the overwhelming thing. Like thinking about all this is just overwhelming. And I use the analogy that in life, we're just climbing a mountain that doesn't have a top. And you've got a bunch of people with you. They're called your team, your family. And to what you just said, Heather, every once in a while, you just want to get to a clearing look back down on the mountain and go, look how small our car is. Look how far we've come. And it makes this mountain that's overwhelming that you can't see the top of less overwhelming. It's just small implemental things. And so if you can get aligned with the people that you work with around what we do here, how we behave, what we're doing, and you can get a little bit smarter every quarter, you're going to see things get better. But yet we have secret number three. Yes. So secret number three is healthy. Now this one is loaded, <laughs> right? Right. Um, healthy is really making sure that you put the right people in the right seats so that you have a really cohesive culture. Well, here's the thing. And we've talked about this before in previous podcasts, the right people, those, those are the team members that fit your core values. You love being around them. Uh, there's no pet peeves happening or going on. And then in the right seat, it means that that individual, every single individual is doing what they do best. They're in their unique ability. They were, they really shine and they get the results that the practice needs. So that's what the right people, right seat means. Um, how we do that. Again, we talked about core values to make sure that your core values are defined and that every single one of your team members knows what they are and knows what's expected of them with those behaviors. And then you have to draft document and complete a function accountability chart. Okay, what is Once that? You have those. You have to okay, explain a function, that. A function accountability chart is exactly what it says. So you're going to lay out each function that the practice needs. You need, uh, we talk about sunshine pumpers, an admin team member, a scheduling coordinator, a treatment plan coordinator. You need a dental assistant. Maybe it's dental assistant and sterilization champion. Maybe it's dental assistant and lab champion. Maybe it's dental assistant and ortho or Invisalign champion, you know, whatever it is that you have integrated into your practice. And then you have dental hygienist, you have ordering champion, you have um, CE champion, you have all of these different roles that take place in your practice. You need to define each one, even if it's just five to 10 bullet points of what is expected within that specific role. That's your function piece, your accountability piece. Now, this is where you, where you get to have a little bit of fun. You get to empower and give autonomy to the individuals that are placed in those roles, in those functions. And then you, you can see if they get results. Yep. Those that's when you know that they're in the right seat when they get the results and they enjoy their career because this is where it really takes somebody's job into a career. Hey, this is this is mine. This is my role. I can now do what I want with it. And you know that they're enjoying it. That's that's really where the right people, right seats, the function accountability chart comes into play. Am I missing anything, Kirk? No, no, you know. you're not. Because I I just I I love piggybacking on all these things. Now again, this whole podcast is about helping you create a better practice, in better life. And yes, we do repeat ourselves because this is the important stuff. I want you to remember. I don't care if you're driving to work. I don't care if you're on a bike ride. I don't care if you're cleaning the garage. You're listening to this podcast. I want you to never forget this. You only hire people for two reasons. Only two. Number one, they fit your core values. Number two, they get results, period. You don't hire people for any other reasons, not because they're your neighbor, they came with the practice, they're a friend of a friend. Those are all good things that might lend themselves to those two things. But ask yourselves, do I have people that fit my core values? 
And do they get results in their roles? Now, the precursor to that is the function accountability chart that you just mentioned, Heather, like how, who in what seats need to be there in order for this to work. Now, the first step is not to put any names on it. You have to build the function accountability chart for the future. This is the chart that would help us get to where we need to go. Because if you take Susie, who we use Susie as a fictitious name, and Susie's been there forever, and you elevate her to a role and give her this fancy title, I've done it, it's not a good thing. And it will hold you back. And you can't take titles away because when you take titles away, people go away. So you want to make sure that you've got a clear game plan of like, this is what we need as a practice in order to get where we need to go. It makes it very easy to evaluate where you are against that. Another thing I'm going to ask you to write down, again, if you're listening, is 80% of your success, 80% of your success for your practice is in that chart. It's also 80% of your frustration. So if you're listening to this right now and you're frustrated about something in your practice, I don't even need to know your name. You can just send me your function accountability chart and circle the inflammation that exists in your practice. And I'll ask you a few questions and go, why? And you'll go, rah, 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 rah. Now, when you can sit down with other people that can see this and help you create this and challenge you to say, is this the accurate picture of the future? It is amazing how fast people will, you're going to have team members that you have that you work with every day that go, I think I could do that job. And you go, really? And they go, yes, that's beautiful. The other thing that you have is you have people knowing their roles. There's nothing worse. And again, I've done it where you're working with people that don't know their roles and they don't know their swim lanes and ego gets in the way. They go, how dare you tell me this? I know this. Like once you get the function accountability, everybody knows their role. Nobody has an ego about where they are and there's no climbing over each person to try to get to another. And nobody says, why does she get to do that? And I don't get to do that. Again, when you simplify it in a chart, everyone can see it. And they go, I get it. Now you're off to the races. You're going to see some great things happen. Now, the other thing that's here. So let me go back and review. It's aligned, smart, healthy. Think every year. How do I get more aligned? How do I get smarter about what we're doing? And how do we get more and more healthy? You repeat this, you're going to see, again, things get better. You don't, you won't, you know, I shouldn't say this on the podcast. You won't even feel the need to look at numbers all the time. You'll stop looking at numbers every week. You know, your team will, you'll start looking numbers monthly. And in some cases you'll go, I'm just going to look at it quarterly because the byproduct will be so powerful. What am I leaving out, Heather? I would say, you know, going back to what you said, 80% of your frustration comes from the function accountability chart. It's because uh, I would say, the majority of you haven't even documented it yet and you haven't explained your expectations out loud. You haven't used your out loud voice yet when you're talking to your team members about what it is that you expect from them. And I will tell you right now, if, if you're holding back because you don't want to hurt their feelings, that is totally the wrong way to think. Team members now, they crave that. They want to know exactly what's expected of them um, down to a daily task list. And when they know that and that clarity is there, Oh, it's awesome. 
I just recently had a team have a conversation with one of their dental assistants who they actually were struggling with a little bit. They now have their function accountability chart and they, they spent a lot of time on it. They actually spent two full quarters on it. They spent so much time on it and getting super clear. No one's really bothered by this dental assistant anymore. She's showing up with a better attitude. Um, she seems lighter around the team members. And the reason, do you want to know the reason that she shared? Yes, with the doctor? please. She said, it's because I was taking on so much and didn't realize I didn't have to do all of these things. Like it was, it was a freeing thing for her and a weight off of her shoulders because she thought that she was expected to do so much more than they were expecting of her. So she was over-functioning and some of the other team members were under-functioning. But once those other team members had the direction and those clear expectations, guess what? They stepped up to the plate. So now there's more of an even function across the board on this team and she was relieved. And so were the doctors, they were relieved too because she's showing up in a different way. So that's just one example of how that function accountability chart has really helped to be beneficial. Yeah, Heather, you're speaking my language because if you're gonna create anything, think about this. You wanna create leaders that create other leaders that create other leaders. And the only way you can do that is through a really well done function accountability chart. Now, a couple other things you need to know about a function accountability chart. You don't just do it once and then that's it. In a growing business or a growing practice, it's changing about every 90 days. Now, not probably completely, but there are roles that are changing constantly. And if you ever add another provider, it changes instantly. So where do I fit in this role? When you have this chart, you could use this same thinking for a pro football team, a pro baseball team. Heck, even a high school basketball team, everything runs on a function accountability chart. Who does what? Here's my question to you if you're listening. Who does what? And is that the right person in that seat? And if it's not, you got to have a conversation with them because if you don't, you have this thing called conflict. And conflict unresolved always becomes a crisis. And if you're a wuss like me, you don't bring the conflict to other people. You internalize it. You talk to yourself. You get angry. You get frustrated. You think about this person in this chart that's not working. And you're frustrated and you're frustrated. And it adds to other frustrations. And you don't even enjoy a simple dinner because you're thinking about there's a person that's in the wrong seat. Let me go back to what Pete Dawson told me more than 25 years ago. Kirk, when you get the right people, you can produce twice as much in half of the time with a quarter of the stress. Pete, I miss you. But that was so true. So our hope is by listening to this podcast, use these three secrets, get aligned with everybody, not just at work, at home, get smart about the way you do things, and then constantly focus on being healthy. I'll take healthy over anything in business. Now I have, I want aligned, smart, and healthy is kind of the third step. We think of it as an acronym, A-S-H. Sometimes you just can't start with healthy. Sometimes you just got to get organized. You got to think better and then you can start to lean into healthy. But as you start to use this aligned, smart, healthy, do it over and over again. You're going to enjoy going to work. Others are going to enjoy going to work. Crazy things are going to happen. You go, I don't even know how this happened. This is so cool. So Heather, any other thoughts or final takeaways you have? Yes, I would say, I can't remember where I heard it, but communication is culture. So however much you're communicating within your practice is really going to show how much culture there is and what your culture looks like. Once you have your function accountability chart set and your core values, part of healthy, smart, all of that, 
then you can implement the right people scorecard where you are giving each individual team member a grade, if you will, on each core value and whether they get results, whether they get it, want it and have the capacity to do it. I've done this before, Kirk, where we where we implemented that best practice tool of the right people scorecard before the function accountability chart was completed. And it did not go as well as once the, the function accountability chart is done. And that will help to take your healthy to the next level. Now in, in ACT, and if you're a client here, you know that we have a practice health score and we do a survey for all of your team members, including the doctors. And we talk about some pieces of a line, pieces of smart and pieces of healthy. And we do that every single quarter because then that data takes the emotion out of it. And then the data points us in the direction of what we still need to work on as a team. Yeah, that data is important. So we do something exactly like that for our quarterly meetings. And I get rated by my team members on how aligned our leadership team is. And man, sometimes it hurts. You're like, I thought we were more aligned than that. They have the opportunity to you know, anonymously put some feedback in there. I think getting that feedback, because you can think, oh, this is so great. Nothing better than finding out the truth for the people that work with you. You know, so again, look, dental, running a dental practice or a business or hiring people, it can feel overwhelming. And if you just focus on these three things over and over and over again, it will get better over time. It's powerful. I'll leave you with one last thought. And it's this one. We spend 30% of our breaths on this planet while we're alive at this place called work. Wouldn't you want 30% of the breaths that you take on this great planet and this blessing of a thing called life to embrace these three ideas? We're aligned, we're smart, we're healthy. I promise you, you'll achieve better and bigger things than you ever dreamed of. When you think like that, listen, I don't need to be right. I just got to be aligned, smart, and healthy every single day, a little bit more. So, Heather, anything else? No, just listen, you went to dental school to be a great clinician. Let us help you. We, this is what we're experts at. We will totally help to get you and your practice aligned, smart, and healthy. So we really encourage you schedule a call with Gina. She's amazing. She's one of our team members here at ACT and she is awesome. And she will help to identify the areas that we can really, truly help you with. Yeah. I like to refer to Gina as like our chief therapist here. You know, <laughs> so true. you can just share with her anything that's on your mind and she's just going to listen and help you decode that. It's always great to just tell somebody, here's what's on my brain. Can you help me decode that? It may or may not include coming to anything we do. Our job here, our goal here is we just want to put you on the right path. You know, there are people I've never worked with, but I see them and they're like, dude, you told me something years ago, changed my heart. And I did it. Thank you so much. That's our hope for this podcast. So Heather, thank you so much for being on. Thank you, Kirk. It's always a pleasure to come talk about these awesome things. I love it. We're going to keep bringing it too. So you guys keep showing up. Hey, podcast is growing. I don't know how, I don't know why. I just want to say thank you. And uh, I love this stuff. I love this profession. We're just going to keep bringing great information to help you create a better practice and better life. You keep showing up. We'll keep bringing it. So until we see you guys next time or you hear from us next time, keep watching or keep listening to the best practices show. You guys enjoy your day. So there you have it. Another great episode. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Hey, and thank you for showing up. I just want to thank you for being here. 
and sharing the good word with your friends. And if you're really enjoying the podcast, could you do me a favor? Could you go to wherever you consume the podcast and just give us a four or five star review? Here's what that does. It allows us to find other great people like you. I love this profession so much. I'm gonna spend the rest of my professional life finding great information so that you can consume it and your friends can consume it so that you can create a better practice and a better life. So keep spreading the word and we will see you guys soon. Have a great day, everybody. Thank you.